Well, hello, Facebook people. So we're getting ready to do one more show. This one, we're going to talk about what home sellers can expect out of a closing. And then we've got some other topics today that we're going to cover on this particular show. This one's the next uh, piece is going to be the top five money saving maintenance tips for winter. So if you're living here in the Colorado Springs area, you don't want to miss that. Um, what to do if an appraisal come, came in low. And then what do sellers want from their real estate agent? How about that for the show? I'll tell you what I want from a real estate agent is sitting right next to me because she epitomizes everything that I would want from a real estate agent. I'm Richard Granville. Thanks for joining us. We're going to go ahead. If you're ready, we'll start the real estate uh, radio program as well. Three. Two, one. Hi, I'm Richard Randall, and welcome to the Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. This is the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or sell real estate with Colorado Springs Real Estate Authority. That's Barb Schlinker, of course. Barb's a retired Navy veteran. She's an author, a pilot, and enjoys all that Colorado Springs has to offer with her amazing team. Barb, always great to see you. And let's start off with what to expect during close day on a house this time for sellers yes so um, you know people one thing that kind of we forget in the real estate industry is that we do this every day but they don't right most people don't move every other year so and it's different state to state so how you would close in California is way different than Colorado way different than New York or whatever so um, there's a couple things that home sellers can do to prepare for closing first of all move now that's a huge project all by itself but typically most contracts are written so that the buyer takes possession on closing day right. now that's a problem if because what if they don't close they've already moved out of the house yes. so I always sit down and talk with the seller are you okay with giving possession after they show you the money right. and usually they're there they are um, they're preparing for closing anyway but it's still kind of nerve-wracking for them because they've already invested in the move. Um, and then they have to make sure also that their inspection repairs are done and that if there are any that require receipts, that they provided those receipts so we can share them with the buyer's agent. And again, receipts, because not everything is visual. When you do that right. walkthrough, which is not a new inspection, but it's just to make sure that the items from the inspection have been taken care of, yeah. there are going to be some things that you can't really see, so you've got a receipt to show that somebody came out and repaired it. Yeah, like clean and service the furnace or the fireplace or clean out the chimney fluid. Those kind of things um, are not obvious. And then also gather all the keys and the remotes and the mailbox key and the garage door code. If there's a security system code, if there are house manuals, there's two ways to do this. You can gather all the stuff, put it in a box or a certain place, maybe in the kitchen where everything is located. Or you could, I've had some people bring it all to closing and go, here are all the remotes, here are all the keys, here's the code to the garage door opener, etc. Um, and it, the location of the mailbox, because many of the mailboxes today are in, in mailbox clusters, so right. they need to know which one it is. And um, you know, so some will bring it to closing, which is also fine too. There's usually one key left in the lockbox so the buyer's agent can do their final walkthrough and then they bring that with them at closing. And some, some homes these days have got special systems, either sound systems that stay with the home or security systems, solar, things like that. What about special systems? Well, you know, most home buyers are probably not familiar with how they work. So. Uh, the last closing I was at was really great. The Mrs. Seller had this very detailed list on exactly how everything worked and 
who her favorite contractors were. It was really nice, and I'm sure the buyers really appreciated getting that information. So if you have time to do it, it's a handy thing for sure. Let's go through the, the closing then. We're talking about the sellers specifically, but who all attends the closings? Well, normally um, whoever is in title on the property has to sign for it to transfer over to the buyer. It could be one or other or, the bo or both parties. If one of the parties is not available, like if it's a military deployment, as long as the other spouse has or owner has power of attorney to sign for that address, it's fine. Um, and so it'll be your agent, the title closer. In Colorado, we don't use attorneys for closings. Um, if an attorney's involved at all, there's probably something wrong. <laughs> you know, like a lien or whatever. Wow. Um, so all parties that are going to be that are on the deed need to sign and then typically what I usually recommend for my sellers because because the whole moving thing is very chaotic is I ask them if they would like to come in ahead of the closing date and go ahead and pre-sign everything and just get that out of the way so they're not you know hair on fire moving coming to sign all that stuff on the same day very which good. is very convenient for them and, and when we're talking, I want you to remember we're talking with Barb Schlinker, the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And whenever you hear one of the things that Barb's talking about, always feel free to give her a call, 719-301-3900. Again, that's 719-301-3900. And as always, barbhasthebuyers.com. That's very, very easy uh, to remember. What should a seller be bringing to closing, Barb? Typically just a photo ID is all they need. Um, they don't have to bring their former deed because it was recorded, so the title companies can prepare a new deed from them to the buyer. And they just need to show up, you know, and get ready to sign. It has to be in blue ink. Is that, I would not have known that. Isn't that weird? They, they provide pens. They provide so. pens. And Barb provides wonderful pens as well, I should say. Uh, we talked about it previously, but bringing in the keys, the remotes, all those kinds mm -hmm. of things, unless they've been left at the, at the home. And, Correct. And, and I would agree with you. These days, the more detailed your instructions or list can be for somebody, that saves you getting a phone call you know, a couple of days later saying, I can't figure out how to get my car out of the garage, whatever. Right, right. Um, what is the seller already has moved out of state uh, do they have to come back in state to take care of all this? No, we, we actually get that question a lot. Um, we could, we could, they could either pre-sign before they leave or what the title company does, we call it a mail out and they will prepare all the documents, send it out to them to have it signed and notarized. And typically if anything changes right before closing, not the contract, but sometimes the lenders want the seller to sign a form about the appraisal or whatever. So they can sign what's called an agent authorization and give the agent permission to sign any final minor changes that take place. Oh, very good. Uh, when does the seller receive their funds? That's what a lot of folks would like to know. Of course. So this is a table funding state. What that means is on the day of closing, all the money comes in. The money comes in for the loan, the down payment, everything, and it gets dispersed out. So the buyer buys the home with that money. They get their new loan put on the property if they're getting financing. The agents get paid. The taxes get settled up. HOA gets settled up. All those kind of things. Water bill get taken care of. Um, so if the buyer closes, say, by 2 in the afternoon, typically if the seller has agreed to have their funds wired to them, they will receive the funds in their account that same day. Wow, that is with quick. With the wire. 
That is and great. the title company I recommend doesn't charge for a wire, which I think is really nice. It's like, really, you're charging me to send me my money? It's kind of strange. Very good. Um, but some sellers prefer a check, <laughs> which I think is funny. Um, I think it's just old school. I mean, until we, you and I talked about this, because there have been so many changes through the years, and a lot of people haven't had this kind of a transaction anytime recently. Some people may have had one a year or two ago, but uh, many times they're going back quite a while before they've had this, and it was you know just tradition. You walk out yeah. of that closing holding the check. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good, it but feels it's really probably good. even safer to make sure that it, you've got it uh, by way of wire. Can you choose to get a check if you prefer? Yes, I have one seller that's closing in a few days. That That's what he wants. Um, I had one that he was netting just under 400000 He wanted his check. It made him feel good. Right. <laughs> now, I told him, hey, that's fine. You can get a check. But when you take the check to your bank, what happens is typically they'll place a hold on it for at least 10 days to make sure the money clears. So that could be a glitch if you need the money for something else. But he didn't. So it's fine with him. Because it sounds, I mean, it sounds so good to have the check. But when there's a wire transfer, you know immediately that everything is taken care of and you're not, you know, locked up for 10 days on something. I, I can yeah, see. You're, you're out shopping that day. Yep. Which is <laughs> really fun. All right. Uh, we're talking with Barb Schlinker. The phone number for Barb, of course, is 719-301-3900. Again, that's 719 719- 301-3900 or barbhasthebuyers.com and we reach people both on Facebook and on the radio program here on 740 KVOR every Sunday from 4 to 5 o'clock and, and Barb, we always try to cover both sides of this equation for sellers and for buyers and you handle both of these. Uh, what are some of the, the tips that you would give people heading into a new year if they're even thinking? They're not sure for sure that they're going to sell but it might be on, on the table for them. Uh, what are some of the things that they ought to be thinking at as we look at a new year? Well, if they're thinking of selling, um, one, of, one of the more common questions we get, especially around closings and the money that they're going to net from it, is do they have to pay taxes right. on that money? You know, they're up until I think it was 1998 when they changed the law. Before that, when you sold a home, and you made a profit, you had to pay what's called capital gains on the yes. sale of the home, unless you took the money and rolled it over into another house. So all the younger generation didn't get to see that. They changed the law back in 1998 that if you're a married couple and you gain a gain from the difference from what you paid for the house to what you put in your pocket when it sells, um, as much as 500000 all of that money is tax-free and you don't have to uh, reinvest it in another piece of real estate. Because that was, a, that was a big issue here in Colorado, and again, some of the younger people might not realize this, but there were a lot of people who were selling properties because they wanted to leave California. Right. They were coming to Colorado, and they wanted these really, really, really big houses. When a lot of people say, why are there so many big houses in Colorado Springs or Colorado? is because there were people who were getting great prices for their homes in California, but in order not to pay those taxes, they were building very big homes here. Yeah, McMansions, that's what they call them. Uh, it's going on again, I think. We're getting a big exodus from California coming to Colorado. Shock. <laughs> Shock. What are some of the other things as, as we head into a new year that uh, not just sellers but uh, buyers ought to be thinking about in, in terms of uh, the new year? You know, if I were a buyer right now, I would jump on getting home um, because 
the interest rates are incredibly low right now and the trend is the housing prices are going to keep going up probably for the next number four or five years at least wow. and this was just ranked by realtor.com as the eighth hottest market in the country plus it was also ranked by the u.s news and world report to be the third best city to live in in the country. And there are a lot of people elsewhere in the nation who look at those and say, geez, we vacationed in Colorado. It'd be a great place to live. We're talking with Barb Schlinker. She's the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Uh, this is the Real Estate Voice. Every week we talk with people about uh, selling and buying and, and all of the details that go into all of that. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the top five money-saving home maintenance tips for you, specifically during the winter. Some of the things you can do to save during the winter, they'll be straight ahead. And thank you for watching, Facebook people. I appreciate it. I uh, really appreciate your time today, and I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you have any comments or, I or ideas on what you'd like me to discuss with real estate, I'd be happy to do that. Very good. We'll take a short break. We'll be back on Facebook as well as the radio program here in a minute or two.